It's time for the Engaged Club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential, Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Welcome to the Engaged Club podcast. It's two guys who work in the club business in very different capacities that just want to share 10 minutes of really good, actionable insight uh, with you. And we really appreciate you putting us in your ears. I'm Roger Kincaid. I'm the marketing guy from Off Course Golf. And I'm Jim Hope, and I'm the GM of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club. Hello, Mr. Kincaid. How are you, sir? Jim, so good. So good. And uh, I'm excited about what we're going to talk about here. Uh, Today's topic is going to be how to keep the directors in the kitchen without them stirring the pot. So it, 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 this, this comes to us from uh, uh, an active and engaged listener of our podcast, uh, who is also a director of a club. Okay, but you couldn't and dare name this person. <laughs> not a chance I'm going to do that. Uh, but it was a really interesting question in that they are probably one of the most caring, giving people that I know. They love their club. And as a director, they want to make sure that they're active and, and engaged and participating and um uh, you know, offering help where they can to make it a better club, but they don't want to be uh, construed as that director who is into the minutia of how you run a club and, and be, you know, active in the day-to-day operations, yet they want to be engaged and participate. And they were, the question was, is what's, what's that, what's the difference between in, being engaged and participating and being considered to be one of those directors that's, that's in the weeds and can't seem to get their way out of there. So I'm going to try with a conversation with you today to separate the two. I'm not quite sure how it's going. I was a little confused even myself when I was sort of laying out how this podcast was going to go, but we'll give it a bit of a whirl if we can. Uh, and we have touched, yeah, we'll freestyle a little bit. And we had touched base on some of this in some of our previous pods with regards to governance and sort of what good governance looks like versus bad governance. So we're going to assume that, that the club uh, that we're using as the example of this uh, isn't got bad governance, but maybe they're not at the great governance level where say a club where I am at the Derrick is just because of the fact that we've really separated operating committees from board committees and the operations of the club, uh, you know, uh, are, are quite firmly in the lap of the, of the, of the management team. And, and we're very segregated on those responsibilities. Most clubs I would suggest aren't that um, structured. So the uh, committees are operated by directors. So there's an inherent, feeling if you're a director in charge of a committee that you are responsible for that area of the club whereas really in reality the 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 leads manage manager of that area whether it be a golf or superintendent or gm or fb manager is the one who's responsible for that area of the club and the challenge that directors sometimes face is to what level do they get involved in the operations or the operational suggestions or the operational outcomes and uh, how much do they stay involved from a strategic standpoint, yet feel that they are satisfying the needs of what they would consider to be their constituents who are the ones who got them elected? Because often at, a, at, at, at around a committee table or at a board table or talking with the director, you're going to hear things like, well, the reason that I ran for the board was that, you know, the dues are going up so much that the people, the guys that I play with, the seniors at the club aren't going to be able to afford this club. So it's my job to get on the board to make sure that we manage the expenses effectively so that we don't have to have a dues increase at the end of the year. So my mandate at the start of this year is to not have a dues increase at the end of the year. And I, by the way, I know nothing about the finance operations of the club. I know nothing about the challenges <laughs> that we face. And I know, I, and I have no reason to suggest that there should or shouldn't be, but I'm just telling you that's the 
the reason why I got on the board, or I'm here to represent the low handicappers at the club so that you guys don't screw up this great golf course we have, because I heard that you wanted to cut down a tree on the left side of number 15. And I'm telling you right now, that's not going to happen. That's going to happen over my dead body. And we hear that all the time, uh, you know, as, as, as managers that uh, you've got these say nine directors who come from, are generally probably leaders in their field in what they do from a variety of different businesses. Yeah. It, it, it's odd that sometimes they get onto the board feeling that they need to have an extra, an expertise in agronomy when they're a senior banker with one of, with the Royal bank, yet they feel they need to have that. They're going to be the chief agronomist at the club all of a sudden, because they're in charge of the turf care. Right. Uh, so you want that, that director to be involved. You want them to feel like they're participating and that they are uh, uh, having some needs fulfilled with their role as a director. Uh, but by the same token, you've got to make it clear that their job is an advisory role to you and that, that, that it's the senior management team of the club that uh, that's in charge and are responsible for the outcomes. And their job is to, to set the goals in concert with the senior management team so that everyone's agreed that they're achievable. You're, you can set whatever expectations you want. That's your job to do that, to set those expectations of us. And then it's your job to step away and let us try and achieve those expectations. Cause the minute you tell somebody what to do, you've now assumed responsibility for the outcome. And that's a really hard thing to do for, for some people, not just directors, but even me as a senior leader at a club to lay those expectations out for my senior team and then step back without wanting to jump in and tell them how to do it. Because the minute I tell them how to do it, I'm now responsible for the outcome. If I say to my chef, chef, you're going to sell a cup of coffee for a buck and a burger's got to be $13, but I want it to be free range, you know, beef from uh, Southern Alberta that's been sprinkled on by the angels, but sell it for 15 bucks. He's just looked at me and said, so you're going to assume the food cost for this month, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I got to look at them and say, I have. So the same thing applies for a director as well. When you, when you're getting into operations and telling the senior management team how to do their job, you are now responsible for what that outcome is, is as opposed to talking to your senior management team and say, here's the outcome that we expect from you. Do you agree that that is a good outcome in the strategic direction that the club is headed? And everyone says, yes, it is. Then it's your job to say, no, you go put a work plan or an action plan in place to make sure that happened. Bring it back to us. We'll make sure that we like what you're doing. And then we're just going to leave you in charge to go do that. And as we talked about in a previous pod, then we'll talk about that during the review process, or we'll talk about that during the year to make sure that you've achieved the goals that you said you have. Right. Wow. Okay. I downloaded all of that and I can't imagine now how hard it is to run a club, but Jim, it sounds like there's two battles here. One, you've got some uncomfortable conversations that you have to become expert at having, and it seems like you need to be able to elevate your, those directors to understand that like, look, you know, I need you to be general patent here. I need you to help us come up with a strategy for the Normandy invasion rather than getting down there and trying to fire some shots with the soldiers. That's exactly it. All, um, um, I think I, I think I get this analogy right. I'll, I'm going to sort of help drive the direction of the war, but you're going to have to fight the battles. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly right. There was a great line that I, I, I stole from uh, a gentleman named George Pitches, who uh, most of the listeners of this pod will be aware of. Uh, George is with Global Golf Advisors. And he had a great line and it says, and this is a line that he gives to directors who are considering running for the board. And it's about it's about your competence, competencies, not about your constituents. What you're bringing to the board is not constituents because the constituents are every member of your club. 
Mm-hmm. That has to be your constituents, not a specific segment. What you bring to the club are your competencies. And what you want to be able to do is to share those competencies with the, with the management team of the club to say, hey, I've got some expertise in HR, or I've got some expertise in finance, or I've got some expertise in, in labor law. I've got some expertise in this. If you ever need a hand or you want to float something by me um, in my field of expertise, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you and to help you. As opposed to, hey, I'm a labor lawyer. I'm going to tell you how we're going to run our club from a legal standpoint with regards to all of the things that would fall under the preview of a labor lawyer. Right. Um, uh, because at that point, then that director has assumed the responsibility for the outcomes of any of the legal or labor issues that they have at the club. Right. So how do you, it seems to me then, Jim, that there's a big component of, of, of having to educate those directors who might be stirring the pot. Yep. And it is the most difficult thing a club manager can do. That's exactly what I expected you and, to say. And, yeah. and, and, and there's no there's no right answer for that. I mean, there's some strategies that you can implement to try and um, have some success with that. But you're dealing with it. Each one of these cases, you're dealing with a different individual and a different person who may be coming at it for different reasons. And you have to be able to, based on your experience, uh, you have to be able to see where this person is coming from and try and adapt your suggestions in the direction you want to go with them based on who they are and where they're coming from. Right. But I think some of the general principles that we would have in play as club managers would be that uh, we don't have to have the answers right away. So when a director knocks on my door and comes in and says, hey, Jim, you got a sec? I wanted to chat with you about something about the golf course. And I don't have to have the answer. I don't have to look at them in that meeting and say, yes, we are going to do that tomorrow. Or no, we're not going to do that tomorrow. I don't have to. That's not the outcome that I have to have at that meeting. It may be the outcome that they're looking for because they just want a decision on this. But that's not the outcome that I have to have with them. The outcome can be, hey, thanks. That's a great idea. Uh, let me take that to the superintendent. And we'll, flat, we'll, we'll, we'll put that by the grounds committee or the turf committee next Thursday or a week Thursday or a month Thursday when we have our next meeting. And I'll see what they say about that. So that what you're doing is to say it's not my decision to make. It's the committee's decision or whatever process you have at your club. And we'll take it to the committee. So then when you go back to that director and he says, hey, that, I sat in your office and talked about what we wanted to do on the 15th hole. And I haven't seen it happen. You say, well, that's because I talked to the superintendent. We talked about it with the turf committee or with the at the at the grounds committee. And the grounds committee says, yeah, that's not something they think that we should do based on the recommendation for management. So if you'd like to bring it up at the board level and then the board can redirect the turf grounds committee to reconsider it, you can do that. And often you're not trying to put off the decision. You're not trying to make it last so long. They just forget about it and nothing happens. You're just trying to say, look, there's a process in all of this. And I respect the fact that you have some great ideas for the club. You're coming from it from a a place of, you know, your heart's coming from it from the right place because you really love the club and you want to see want to see it get better but you have to understand that we're part of a big game here we're part of a big team you're just one of the players on the team and 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 there's a there's a way that things are filtered before the decisions are being made um and if you do that then it's not you say no to that person it's the process that say no or it's the process process that said yes and i think you're from a job security standpoint um it's much more beneficial for you to do it that way than for you to be the one say no when they become vice president and president and they remember when you said no to them three years earlier. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, 
Man, oh man, that's a big one, Jim. This is a really big one. And, and, and I'll just toss in one more military analogy. It sounds like a minefield. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, it is. And by the way, you're blindfolded and you have headphones on too. So you don't know where you're going. Um, but, you know, takeaways for me on this is that, you know, I, I think what you, you what we talked about in previous podcasts, you want to try and build a really strong nominating process so that when someone is running for the board, they have really clear expectations of what their role is when they get on the board. And the nominating committee, if they're doing their job really effectively, can determine, you know, during that nominating process and during that interview process that, hey, this is someone who's going to get stuck in the weeds of our club and won't be able to get out of there. That's not who we want on our board. So they make sure they get somebody who has some strategic thinking uh, and is, is strategic minded. The last is, you know, the, not the last, but the second one is to make sure you have clear terms of references for your committee and that the board agree that this is the role of the committee. This is the role of management. This is the role of the board. So when that idea hits you, it's really clear in the terms of reference of the committee that any of these ideas with regards to turf have to go through the grounds committee. Then they get filtered back up to the board before the decision is made so that that director or knows that it's not up to you or the superintendent to make that decision. It's part of a process and it's got to get into that funnel, that process funnel. Uh, also, you know, filter ops through your department heads and possibly through the committee. So as I said earlier, you don't have to make that decision. Make sure that it hits the department head is a supporter with you along with the committee process. And then always uh, review the merits of the suggestion. Often we get caught as managers with, oh, it's him again or it's her again. Oh, God, what, what are they going to tell me today? Are they going to start off the conversation with, have you ever thought of or did you guys ever think of? And then, you know, you're going to you're going to go silent with the suggestion and what it is that they're going to give you when actually it might be something that's really good. And maybe you need to listen to it and maybe it needs to get into that funnel into the committee and back to the board process. So don't shut anybody out, but make sure that you follow a really strict process so that it's not you. It's the process that makes the decision. Yeah, very well put, Jim. A big, big episode. One that a lot of people should share uh, with all their uh, their comrades inside the club business. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like the Engage Club podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And like we said, share it with friends. You can always reach us at hello at engagedclub.com. This has been the Engaged Club podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time. Thanks for listening.